So I wake up every day, right? Thinking about how God has promised to us this promised land. Some days I wonder if it's even kind of a bad thing for us to even know who we are, for us to even know that God has promised us something in the future, that there's something prophesied, something great to come for us, because we have to sit here today in reality. And we live in a day of instant gratification, instant oatmeal, instant mac and cheese. We microwave everything and we want everything immediately. And honestly, I'm just being real with you. I long for the day that God delivers us from our current situation, from our current conditions. I mean, you notice about me that I created a movement called Make Black America Great Again, where I was trying to create a city of black people being prosperous and being wealthy. I was trying to bring about God's <laughs> prophesied future right here on earth. I mean, you know, at one point I advocated for black people to be able to go back to our homeland or one of our homelands in Africa, just like Abraham Lincoln did when he created Liberia, which literally means black America. And he knew, Abraham Lincoln knew we were the Israelites, but that's a whole nother story. I see a lot of people trying to fix our credit. I've been following people lately. This guy, um, I think his name is Him 500. I'm actually going to go and hook myself up with his credit. I know it sounds crazy, Him 500, but I'm saying, I think that's his name. He, he's already popular and famous, but I'm actually going to him have him fix my credit. Now, listen, okay? I need to get to an 850, right? And he know what he's doing and know what he's talking about. So, you know, hopefully one day I can do some work with him, but I've been watching him you know, he's fixing people's credit and it's an admirable thing to do. And the Bible says that a good name is worth more than silver and gold. So getting your credit fixed is a good thing. And I see people also trying to teach us about how to buy land. And I can't think of the girl name. I gave him 500 a name, but I can't give you the girl name. But there's a girl that I started following on Instagram and she's teaching us how to buy land and how to understand real estate. And that's also a great thing to help poor people to acquire things. But I have realized something. That what we truly desire is ownership. What we truly desire is dominion. What we truly desire is a place of our own, a land flowing with milk and honey. Exodus 3 and 16. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and Isaac and the God of Jacob appeared unto me saying, I have surely visited you and I seen which what has been done to you in Egypt. God said in Exodus 3 and 16, I have seen what has been done to you in America. I have seen what's been done to you in Britain. I have seen what's been done to you in France. I have seen what's been done to you in Israel. I have seen what's been done to you scattered throughout the whole world on slave ships. I have seen what has been done to you. And then in 17, he said, and I have said, I will bring you up out of the land of your affliction. You didn't hear what he said. He said, I will bring you up out of your land of affliction. This was going to get hard for some of y'all this morning. As you notice, I'm not wearing my traditional suit. I got my military coat on. I'm all business this morning. I'm not playing today. I'm serious. I have said, I have seen, I will bring you out of your afflictions in America, in Britain. Oh God, I'm preaching to somebody right now in this world, in Western society. And listen to this, and up into the land of the Canaanites, into the Hivites, and the Amorites, and the Pezusites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And listen, in this unto a land flowing with milk and honey and I have promised 
to bring you out of your misery in America. Oh God, that, that's similar to Genesis 15 and 13 when he said how you've been mistreated. Mm -hmm. I have promised mm -hmm. to rescue you from your oppression in America. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And I have promised to bring you out of your affliction in Rome mm -hmm. into a land flowing with milk and honey. Mm -hmm. Your latter days will be greater than your current days, than your former days. And the poor will be made rich and the weak will be made strong. Oh God, this is going to be good today. Today we are ruled, but tomorrow we will rule in a land flowing <laughs> with milk and honey. Y'all might as well go ahead and cut it off right now if you're going to get offended because it's about to get serious. It is about to get serious. We are talking, uh, we was talking the other day about how you can never rise above the collective status or state of your people. Meaning that, for example, I use the example of Oprah, and I am personally not a fan of Oprah, and I'm just, that's just what it is, right? You know, the whole Michael Jackson thing, Gail King, I'm not a fan, right? But using her as an example, remember when she was in France, and she was walking around that store, and the lady uh, racially profiled her or uh, stereotyped her, following her around the store, assuming that she was going to steal something. And the white lady had, you know, some, I guess good intentions, because what she said was that there have been many black women or black people that had stole from that store recently. Now, she had no idea that Oprah was Oprah, that she was rich, and Oprah eventually ended up buying the store. But the point of the matter was Oprah fit the description. <laughs> her fame and her wealth... In the eyes of the world, in the eyes of this light, white lady, she is just one of them who made it out. <laughs> but nonetheless, she wanted him. She might have made it out, but she wanted him. You can never rise above the state of your collective group. You can only be one of them that got out. I'm one that made it out of the hood. You're just a chosen. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. <laughs> what do they just call you? A house. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You're the that lives on the block with Tom Brady, right? You just the one that live on the block uh, with uh, with the white folks, with the middle class or with the upper middle class. But you still one of them nonetheless. See, do you want to get out or do you want all of us to get out? Oh, this is so good right here. Do you want prosperity or do you want the whole world to have prosperity? Because what God has promised, and I just preached about this yesterday, but what God has promised is for the world to have prosperity and peace, to dry every tear from every eye. Do you want it to just be safe in your neighborhood or do you also want it to be safe in Chicago? Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Do you want it to just be your schools and your neighborhood in Summerlin to be good or do you want ours to be good in North Las Vegas as well? What is it, right? What do you want? Because what God has promised is peace and prosperity for all. God has promised to get us out. What's the use of you getting out if we can't all get out? And like I said, God has promised to bring us all out. Listen to Zephaniah 3 and 20. At that time, I will gather you. At that time, I will bring you home. I will give you honor and praise among the peoples of the earth. You don't hear me. When I restore the fortunes before your very eyes. See, the preachers would tell you that God is going to restore our fortunes in heaven. See, the pastor, if you go listen to T.D. Jakes or Stephen Futterwork or Joe Osteen, they're going to tell us something about, uh, they're going to tell us poor people, us poor blacks scattered throughout the whole world to just wait on the Lord. Then when we get to heaven, he's going to do it for us. But God said right here, I'm going to restore your fortunes before your very eyes. I'm going to give you fame. He said praise and honor among them today. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. So when he comes, he's going to give us praise and fame where we were once ashamed. Mm -mm -mm. If we be honest... That's what we really want. Oh, this is, we finna get into it right now. There ain't no law that the American government, that the British government, 
that any government that we've been scattered to on slave ships, there ain't no law that they can pass to mend what they have done to us for 400 years. The truth is we don't want reparations. We want retribution. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. The truth is we're tired of being the tail and we want to be the head. See, this is going to be the first time y'all hear some real truth. The truth is we don't want to be integrated with you. We want to compete with you at every level. The truth is we want our own military. We want our own schools. We want our own constitution. We want our own wealth, our own land. We want our kids to be safe in their own homes and we want our own justice system. And God says, I will give you honor and praise among all peoples of the earth when I I restore your fortunes before your very eyes. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. A land flowing. Oh my God, I'm going somewhere right now, right? They told the Japanese, sorry, for the internment camps. You remember that? They told the Japanese, sorry, President Obama went over there and bowed and everything. We apologize. We put y'all in the internment camps. We, we sorry for that. They told the Jewish, sorry, and still give them reparations or foreign aid, whatever you want to call it, yearly, every single country. They told them, sorry, for the Holocaust. They told the Native Americans, sorry, for exploiting their land. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Gave them ta uh, free taxes, gave them land where there's oil on in casinos, right? But for some reason, they won't apologize to us. <laughs> for some reason, they will not apologize. They don't think that we are worth being apologized to. Listen to this, Wisdom of Solomon 5 and 3. This is in the Apocrypha. And they repenting and groaning for anguish, of spirit shall say within themselves, listen to this, this was he whom we had sometimes in derision and a uh, called a proverb and a reproach. What that is saying is uh, um, we, we, we're repenting. See, this is a people, right? This is a people in, of the world. But for some reason, when God come, they're going to all of a sudden want to repent and they're going to grow anguish. They're going to be scared and sad and upset. And they're going to say that this is he. When they see you, they're going to say, oh, my God, this is he that we call a proverb and a reproach. A proverb, for example, a proverb is nigger. Right. To call you a proverb, call you black, call you African, call you anything other than what you are, what God calls you, which is God chosen people, a Israelite. Right. So a proverb is to give you a name. Right. To give you a reproach, something that I can laugh at. For example, uh, West Indies, uh, the Western slave. Right. So to give you a proverb and reproach, you say we, we was they said we were delusional because we gave them a proverb and reproach, meaning that we didn't believe they, they we thought they was worthless. Look what it said. We, we fools accounted his life madness. We thought he was worthless. He's twerking online. They pour in the hood. They killing each other, shooting each other. They look terrible. They don't even know how to speak proper English. They counted our life as madness. And his end, listen to this, to be without honor. Our end is without honor. How is it? This is what they're going to say. How is it that he is numbered among the children of God and his lot is among the saints? How in the world? When God gets here, they're going to they go crazy. They're going to say, we... It ain't no way in the world that these crackheads is God's chosen people. It ain't no way that the poorest people on the planet is God's chosen people. And they're going to be anguished and scared. I might have to put the video in of the white guy talking about this. Because the white guy read this scripture. The wisdom of Solomon in the Apocrypha in the fifth chapter talks about how Jacob, uh, how the heathen is going to be amazed and confounded when they realized that that the so-called black man is uh that chosen line you know in the fifth chapter i'm getting ready to read some verses here you know it's going to be amazing you aren't going to be able to comprehend it and you're going to be in anguish and dismay and shock how could it be 
that this so-called black man who's been terrorized over here for 400 years and all over the earth, really, in the four corners of the earth. How could it be? Let's read about it. He said, we're going to be anguished and scared. He said, we ain't going to be able to believe it because he know about wisdom of Solomon 5 and 5. That's why they took these scriptures out of the Bible. Right. These ain't anybody in the Apocrypha. But listen to this. They're going to say, uh, how is he among the children of God? And how is his lot among the saints? Ah, they're the saints. Therefore, we have erred from the way of truth and the light of righteousness have not shined with us. And the sun of righteousness has not rose upon us. So they're going to say, we want righteousness. They're going to say that <laughs> we counted their lives as madness. <laughs> they currently count our lives as worthless. Remember, I was telling you the other day about Stephen A. Smith, how he went and apologized for what he said about the Asian uh, baseball player. But that same night, that same day on that same show, he disrespected the people in Nigeria. So you can go on TV and just like I was saying the other day, Candace Owens tweets about black men all day long, negative things about black people and black men all day long. She can tweet whatever she wants. Nobody will stop her. Black people, or she, or she said about George Floyd that he was a, a drug addict and he deserved to die. She said about old man Ore, uh, negative things about him and sided with the police. She can tweet about uh, the black on black crime and the dilapidated houses and say negative things about us all day long. But I guarantee you, she she would never tweet about a Jewish man like that. She would never tweet about an Israeli like that. She could never tweet about an Asian man like that or a white man like that. You understand what I'm saying? So it's just like that scripture said, it's because our lives, they count them as worthless. Oh, they don't hear what I'm saying. You can never go on primetime TV on Fox News and talk about the bad things that's happening in Israel like that. How they got the homosexual parades all over the country in Israel like that. You can never go on Fox News and talk like that. You can never talk about the white killers that you've seen in the school shoot. Oh, my God. The, uh, uh, the opioid epidemic and how they're killing each other. But you can go and talk about how we crackheads. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. Soon as one of us gets shot by the police, she say he was on drugs. When the white boy gets shot by the police, she don't say he was on opioids or nothing or we don't go into his medical history or anything that's happened to him, but you bring up ours. I'm going somewhere right now, right? And you can go on primetime TV and talk like this, but you cannot go on primetime TV and talk like that about any other people on the planet. And like I said, and just like, I'm sorry, not like I said, like the scripture said, it's because they have counted our lives as worthless, mm -hmm. right? Oh God, this is going to be so good right here, right? See, um, I said in another message about her and people like her, that they are betting on the survival of America. They are believing that Western society and culture will continue. And furthermore, they are hoping for our continued oppression. You don't hear what I'm saying? Because if we ever come up, if we ever become strong, like I said, we don't want retro, uh, reparations. We want retribution. The sons of their oppressors, Isaiah 60 and 14, the sons of their oppressors will come down and bow down to them. All who reveal, listen, it's all who reveal you will fall face down at your feet and call you the city of the Lord, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. I named this message. Listen, I named this message a land flowing with milk and honey. After the verse Exodus and three that I read from the beginning. But the truth was, listen, to this Exodus three and 17. This is what I want to name it after. And I have said. I will bring them up out of the affliction of Egypt, listen, of America, unto a land, listen to this, unto a land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Prezercites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, right? That's the verse that I really like. That's the verse where I really wanted to name it out because he said, out of your afflictions, right? Into the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Prezercites, 
the Hiphtites, and the Jebusites. Because the truth is, we want what you have. <laughs> See, he said he's going to put us, he's going to give us that land. The truth is, we want what you have. We don't want no handouts. You hear Republicans and white people saying all the time, black people just want hand, handouts. They just want scraps. They just want, a, uh, they just want us to keep giving them something in a few dollars out of their welfare checks. And we want them to give them something. They are so naive. We don't want no handouts. We don't want a few hundred dollars. We want what you have. Oh, God, this is going to be good. We want out of our afflictions. We want out of our mistreatment and into a land that God has prophesied that he would give us a land for Flowing with milk and honey. This is, oh my God, this is good. This is good. <laughs> oh, this is good. They don't hear it. He that leadeth into captivity will be led into captivity. Or what goes around comes around. We, this ain't no interpretation. We was talking about that the other day. This ain't no interpretation. You go to the pastors, the Baptist pastor, the Christian pastor, or the so-called Christian, because he ain't following Christ. But you go to the pastors of today, and they will try to interpret these words for you. I'm giving you the plain scripture, the plain word. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patient in the faith of the saints. Wait a minute. It's Revelations 13 and 10. Here is the patience in the faith of the saint. Didn't I just read in Wisdom of Solomon in the Apocrypha who the saints were? Right? How the Americans, the British, the Frenchmen, the Africans, the Chinese, the whole world is going to be astonished that we are accounted amongst the lot of the stanks. That's what the scripture said. And then right here in Revelations at the end, it says that here is the patience of the saints. Ooh. Meaning, just wait, yours is coming. <laughs> Meaning, remember how the preacher used to say that the devil time is short. I'm trying to tell y'all with all, <laughs> with 100% authority, with 100% assurance that you see in the pestilence, which is a plague, which is the coronavirus and the viruses to come and the, uh, and the variants and all the things that's happening. You see the famines, look over in South Africa now, look over in Cuba, look over here in America. Maybe I had to put in a video to show you how the price of inflation is going up and how the famine is coming. And you hear the wars and the rumors of wars and you see all that are leading up. I'm telling you that his shot time is shorter than it has ever been ever and ever in the history of this world. And you're your inheritance, your rightful inheritance, you are about to receive sooner than later. You will be awarded all that you deserve for all that you and your ancestors have endured a land flowing with milk and honey. And that's all I have for today, y'all. That is my Sunday message. And um, I don't really care who it offends. The truth appears like a sword. Um, we was talk remember I was telling you we talked the other day about interpretation and how, you know, for example, we talked about the, you know, one of the very first commandments God gave us was to be fruitful and multiply, and how the pastors have turned that into whatever they wanted to mean to be fruitful and multiply. And it was clear that God just meant to go have some kids. Multiply. You ain't never heard a pastor ever say go out and have a bunch of kids. That's never happened. All I have read and all I continue to read is God's prophecies plainly. No interpretation, Zephaniah 3 in, in 19 through 20. No uncertain interpretation. I'm going to read Isaiah 14 and 2. <clears throat> Nations will take them and bring them to their own place. And Israel, which is a people, not a place. And Israel will take possessions of the nations and will make them male and female servants in the Lord's land. 
they will make captive of their captors and rule over their oppressors. Now, listen to this. <clears throat> they will make captive of their captors and rule over their oppressors. Who the people that are claiming to be us or that's claiming to be Israel or the Israelites, who are their captives? Who are their oppressors? They are in charge of the whole world. They own all the banks. They own all the food industries. They own all the media and all the entertainment. Who is oppressing them? This is God talking about when he returns. So nobody is oppressing them. God has said that Israel, which is a people, not a place, is being currently oppressed right now. Is currently living in the land of their captives right now. Who is living in the land of their captives right now? That's what the scripture says. I'm not giving no interpretation. You just can't read. Right. The, 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 I'm talking about the world. They just can't read. They come up with the conclusion to make up their own interpretation of things because they want to uh, look at themselves as the good guy, as the hero and not the villain. They don't realize that they're oppressing people worldwide and currently still mistreating and oppressing us. As Genesis 15, 13 said that we would be mistreated and oppressed for 400 years. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. So those who claim to be us, they don't have no captors. Those who claim to be us, they don't have no one that's oppressing them. Mm -mm -mm, this is so good. So y'all don't deal with me. Deal with God. Be a righteous person and you will not have to worry about this judgment. That's what I was going to say real quick before we, I get out of here. The people who feel offended by this are only offended because they have either participated in the oppression or participated in mistreating us or they turned a blind eye to it. Mm -mm -mm. It's like when I was in politics. And I and people used to come to me and I would and I would give them all the uh, statistic on how, you know, a, a black man is sentenced to five times more to the, uh, for committing the same crime as a white person. And I would tell them about the, the uh, poverty and I would tell them about how the, the, the wealth gaps and I would tell them about all these different things. And I was never a victim. And, uh, and I'm not a victim now because I'm not asking you all for nothing because God finna. <laughs> because God finna deliver us. Right. So we ain't even asking you all. I say we don't want no reparations. We want retribution. We don't want you no handouts. We want the same as you, right? Uh, we don't want to be integrated, right? Uh, you don't hear what I'm saying, right? We don't want that, right? We lie. See, this is the first time they ever going to hear ever the black man tell the truth. When they go in there marching for policies, we want reparation. They don't want no reparation. It don't matter how much money you give us. It don't matter you give us a city or state. We want retribution, right? We want praise and fame and honor, just like the scripture said, right? We want an apology, right? We want it all. The same way they gave everybody else. We don't want reparation. We want retribution. God, I'm preaching tonight. But, 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 but the last thing what I was going to say real quick, for those who are offended by it, it's because they turned, some of them turned a blind eye to it. And, and, and many of them would come up to me at some of these political events and they would say, you know what? You're right. What can I do to help black people in their condition? How can I be part, like, you know, part of the solution and not part of the problem? Many of them, for real, for real, people would come up to me and say that. And I, under, and I understood and I, and I respect that. And that's my point of what I'm saying right here. If you stand on the side of righteousness instead of political partisanship, you don't have to worry about getting God's judgment and his wrath when he comes. Oh, when he comes to deliver us to a land that's flowing. Oh, God, to a land that's flowing with milk and honey out of our affliction. God, I thank you. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Oh, God, thank you, Yah. Let your words, let my words have been your words and not mine. God, let my words have been your words and not mine. Not my interpretation, but your plain, honest and true, truth-piercing, oh, God, truth-piercing word. 
We love you. We honor you. We thank you for your understanding. We thank you for, oh God, we thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your assurance in these last days. We ask for your uh, boldness and your courage as we continue to navigate this world, the unknown, right? <laughs> the unknown, as we continue to prepare and wait for your arrival to deliver us, but literally to deliver the whole world to peace and prosperity, as Romans 11 and 11 says, that the Gentiles will become even richer when you get here. So they shouldn't be scared of this unless they were part of the, the misery and the oppression. If they weren't, they should be happy at your coming for you to restore the world into its, to its proper balance with us having the same as them and even more in much cases because we deserve it after what we have went through. Lord, we thank you. We honor you. Oh, God, we thank you. We honor you. We love you. Oh, God, we love you. It's in your sure name. It's in the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Talk to y'all soon, guys. Hey guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please go subscribe to my new exclusive content page at leodunsonministries.com. You can also go to leodunson.com and hit the subscribe button. But that's leodunsonministries.com. Thank you so much and may the glory of God, his blessings and his purpose be upon you. Shalom.